Welcome to the Crushing Cashflow Podcast, where we share phenomenal advice and dozens of decades of wisdom from investors and entrepreneurs of all types and all stages of their journeys. We'll cover many forms of cash flowing assets, such as real estate, stock investing, entrepreneurship, and general finance guidance. Listen in and learn from those who are crushing it out there, as well as those who have been crushed by business or their investments. Now here's your host, Andrew Shutsky. Here we are again. We got John Weaver joining us today from Crushing Cashflow Show. Uh, a little bit about John's background. John's a founder of Synergy Capital Partners LLC and partner of Wild Oak Capital. John began his real estate investing career back in 2018, and he's invested with partners in small multifamily properties in Texas and has since partnered to actively operate 80 doors of multifamily properties in Oklahoma and Texas. So he's a Southern boy. John is also a sales director for a CPG company. John, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining. Yeah, Andrew, thanks so much for having me on. So you got a great start. You, you launched not too recently, uh, or not too far ago, I should say, in the multifamily space. You got 80 doors already. It's a great start. How did you get into what drew you to investing? You got the sales background, you got the a strong W2. You know, why why get into real estate? Yeah, I think for me, there's that idea floating around there. You know, what's what's your why? Why are we doing what we're doing? Right. And so, you know, I had some exposure to real estate early on in my career as a realtor in Seattle. And um, I had worked with some investors locally there uh, on the residential side and that always planted a seed. Um, and then fast forward, you know, through going uh, to grad school to get my MBA and then diving into the CPG industry, you know, I've always had a, a curiosity and an interest to A, build a business and B, to somehow partner that with uh, my, my curiosity in real estate. So um, that's really what drove it, man, just wanting to uh, build a business on the side about something that interests me and, and, and a platform where I could build a team and work with others. Um, that's really what, what started me out on this path. I guess I should ask too. I mean, you, so you've got the background as, as a broker. Is that originally what you're doing? Realtor. Yeah. Realtor. 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 Yep. Yep. Okay. So if you're a realtor, single family space originally? Single family, right? So I, I had no exposure uh, previously to, you know, industrial commercial, but, you know, as I started diving into the world of multifamily, it really made sense to me in the sense of, uh, economies of scale can be had really quickly, especially when you partner with others. You can really, in my opinion, go much further, much quicker, right? And that, that's really what made sense to me as I, as I was exploring what part of real estate I wanted to start investing in and building a business around. Yeah, it's a great point. Let's, let's take a little deeper into that. So you talked about economies of scale. Give us an example or two, what you guys are seeing. You're, you're in Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, you know, how are you seeing economies of scale? Where are you seeing them? How's it helping you and the team? Yeah, just from a, a matter of, you know, if we're going to partner with, you know, third parties to manage our, our deals, which we're very much aligned on that with our group. And, you know, some folks like to manage their own properties. But for us, we found um, to scale and, and really grow our business, we need to utilize professional managers, A, because they're the experts and B, it allows us to go build other deals, right? So we have been able to close a deal in Tulsa. We are getting ready to close a deal in San Antonio. And so we already have a team in place in those markets. So it makes it really easy for us to uh, potentially find other properties and bring it under the umbrella of the teams we already have in place in those markets. So, you know, that's really where we're kind of seeing that uh, scalability as we uh, close our first couple of deals. 
That's that's huge. So for someone starting out, wants to build a business, maybe they want to start same following your shoe steps, right? Like many of us, there's a lot of listeners out there just kind of maybe they're reading books, maybe they're listening to podcasts. You know, what would be your tips for someone starting out? How do they best make use of what probably most have limited time? Yeah, I mean that's that's the trick, right? It's uh, (laughs) everyone's busy these days, and you know, I still am working a full time W two job and. I would really encourage people to dig deep in terms of, you know, why they want to do what they want to do. Um, and when it comes to real estate, there's many different verticals and many different strategies. And I fell victim to this, you know, to some extent at the beginning as well. You know, I see a lot of uh, newer folks fall into the shiny object syndrome. So maybe they want to try to invest in multiple asset classes at the same time. Um, or maybe they want to look in 10 different markets at the same time, you know, maybe there's some, the ability to do that is probably much more realistic rather than a first time operator. I would really recommend to, you know, go an inch wide and a mile deep, really pick your lane. Uh, If you do happen to choose multifamily, choose a handful of markets and really, you know, show face and go deep into those markets uh, and don't chase deals all over the place. Uh, That would be my recommendation for someone new in this, uh, this space wanting to start out. So in essence, focus. And I love that because I, and we all fall victim to the shiny object system at some point, right? Because you're trying to find traction in a certain area and you're maybe looking at a lot of different options and, and really, you know, I, I can relate to what you said. How did you get into, or how did you land on your asset class and your market? So you're looking at Oklahoma, you're looking at Texas. Uh, how did you land on those two? What, what did your education process like? Was it, was it an article that led you to there or how did, how did you find that? just from where I'm currently located. So I do reside in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. And for those who do invest in multifamily here, right? Cap rates are extremely compressed at the moment. You know, this is December of 2021 and uh, cap rates are extremely tight. And if you want to syndicate deals, you know, it can be very challenging to, uh, you know, give your investors an attractive return with a uh, three cap rate on on a multifamily apartment building. So, to be honest, that's really what drove me to yeah. what are some markets outside of these uh, more primary markets where I'm located, where you know maybe they're not uh, experiences as um, intensive a rent growth, but they're they're steadily providing cash flow on the investment. And that's really where Oklahoma-like markets, Tulsa and Oklahoma City, um, you know, some of these secondary mar- markets in Texas, like in El Paso, Colleen, Waco, these are all markets that we found. Um, much more doable and, and able to provide returns for our investors as we're underwriting deals that come across the desk. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so back to the limited time aspect, you know, you and I are in a similar, similar position where you're balancing a demanding W2, maybe a bit of travel. And if you're looking to get into real estate, how do you, how are you balancing, are you building your business and, and sustaining a high performing W2 job? Yeah, again, that's all, that's an ever evolving thing, and can be very challenging. And you know, maintaining a you know personal and a social life, and um, having a demanding W two where you know I'm kind of driven by nature, and I want to kind of um, do the most I can in whatever I'm doing, right? So building a business, high demand W two definitely is a challenge. You know, definitely yeah. organization has helped me navigate all that. You know, people utilize different applications or time, uh, time and task trackers. You know, I found a system through just a number of apps that helped me 
keep my schedules aligned. Again, I'm juggling three or four different schedules that I need to uh, coordinate and, uh, and sync up to. So that's really it. And, and deciding to be committed to, to build this business on the side, right? I mean, it's easier just to kind of uh, potentially let things slide by but yeah you know again coming full circle back to that why there's just a deep motivation where you know at the end of the day where you know i've been doing emails all day or a lot of calls you know having the motivation to to you know spend the extra two hours to um you know build the business yeah. right email them to write a deal right it's again if you're if you're not motivated to do that and you have a demanding lifestyle it's going to be a challenge, right? So uh, again, not to, uh, to piggyback on what I initially said when we started the conversation, if you don't have that motivation or understand, you know, why you're building the business, you know, you're likely not going to have the persistence when uh, life gets tough and, you know, life is always going to throw curveballs and there's, there's always things coming at you, right? So um, I, I think that's really what has helped me continue to be persistent and continue to be motivated to uh, work on my business as, you know, life happens around me. Yeah, you're right. And honestly, there's no magic bullet to this, right? It's not, there's no one size fits all formula. I am curious though, is there a certain tool or technique? A lot of people use like Microsoft Teams or Planner to keep themselves organized. Anything you'd share there that to helps you keep, you mentioned, you know, juggling two or three schedules that can be challenging. Any particular tool you use that might, that listeners might find helpful? Yeah. I mean, I would recommend this to any sort of, um, you know, newbie investors, just monitoring your database or your contact list. HubSpot has been very helpful. You know, there is a free version of that where it essentially acts as your CRM. It can create follow-up tasks, which to me, I mean, that's that's really the, the yeah. crucial part of it, right? It's because I'm having so many conversations with my current group. I'm taking lead with all the broker interactions. So, you know, I'm having, you know, tens if not hundreds of conversations throughout the month. That platform and that tool is extremely helpful for me to, remind me of, of follow-up that I need to do. I don't have to keep space in my head to try to remember things or, you know, try to read my handwriting, right? It's, it's all there on HubSpot. So if someone is trying to build a business in real estate or anything really where you need to monitor the relationships that you're building, HubSpot has been a really um, valuable tool for myself. That's great. That's actually a great tip. I need to look into myself. I've used CRM on the side for kind of keeping track of investors and investor reporting and some of the asset management stuff, but haven't used it on the broker side. I've been relying on trusty Gmail and calendar follow-ups. <laughs> so I have to check that out. So you're the lead broker contact. You're going back and forth with uh, a lot of these brokers. What are your tips for building deal flow? That can be a really hard area to break into for a new investor. Yeah, I know. I get that question a lot. And you know, as a new time investor, I totally understand it can be intimidating to potentially you know, call some of these folks and, and start conversations, especially if someone's coming from maybe a non-sales background, right? And so for me, it was a very natural transition in the sense of, you know, I have been uh, managing sales teams and conducting sales calls for the majority of my career. So, you know, it came naturally to me, but, you know, I wouldn't let that deter anyone, again, who's, who's looking to build deal flow. Um, in terms of how you want to stand out with the broker follow-up is always key right they had a lot of tire kickers a lot of people you know saying they're you know they can close the deal and, and sell all kinds of stories to the broker um but at the end of the day right the, the broker may have never met you or doesn't know if you have or have not closed deals before so 
you really want to work on building that trust. Um, I found just showing face, making market visits shows a level of uh, that the individual is serious, right? They're, they're willing to spend the time and resources to come out to a market. Um, I think that can speak volumes in the broker's eyes of the, um, you, you know, buyer's willingness and your sure. willingness to, um, you know, show your credibility in the market. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's kind of old school, but real FaceTime, not a phone call or a text or an email really does build a lot of credibility a lot faster. So great, great advice. So if you had, you know, one piece, what's your one piece of advice you'd give a new investor out of everything you've learned, or maybe from someone else's quote, what would, what would, what would that be? I, I really like the idea and the principle, and we did touch on, on it earlier. Um, there's a book called The One Thing, which again, it, you know, we talked about really focusing in on what you want to do, the type of business you want to build, the market you want to be in, the asset class you want to invest in. And I really think it comes down to that, where we do have such fast-paced lives these days where you know, if, if you are chasing everything that's coming at you, it can be very challenging to build on that success and build momentum. So, you know, back to that idea of uh, inch wide and a mile deep, focus on a handful of markets if, if you're interested in multifamily uh, and really spend time to build and foster those relationships. Um, and it will pay off in time. And, you know, things may not come in the timeline that we have in our mind or that we wish them to be, but really persistence will pay off. You can continue to do the daily work. Um, you know, success will come in time. And I found that to be, you know, to be true for myself where, you know, just plugging along every day and all of a sudden you look up and you've closed your first deal. Right. And um, again, maybe it wasn't in the time that I initially wanted, but it happened. Right. So yeah, um, yeah persistence and, and focus, I think are extremely important for, for new time uh, investors. So simple yet. So powerful. I love that. I love that. So John, as we wrap up here and listeners want to get in touch with you, maybe they want to learn more about yourself, about the Oklahoma or Texas markets or about Wild Oak Capital. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, feel free to reach out to my email directly. It's john at Wild Oak Capital, J-O-H-N, or just visit our uh, wildoakcapital.com site and you can uh, read all about our business there. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining, John. Appreciate it. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for listening in with us for another episode of the Crushing Cashflow Podcast. We have a small favor to ask of all of our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Each subscription and rating will help us massively toward our goal of helping reach as many listeners as possible each week. Thank you very much once again for listening. We're thrilled to have you with us as part of this journey, and we can't wait to share more of these stories with you. Stay tuned for much more to come.